Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. I am Jens Nelson. And I muted my mic, but I am Lucas Stock. (laughs) This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life, striving for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. So today, Mm. today is Friday. Uh, We're in our creeds and confessions. Uh, We, if you listened last week, uh, we we began the Augsburg Confession with with sort of an introduction and then Article 1. And so we're just going to keep on cruising. We're going straight into Article 2. Uh, which is on, um, or I guess, of original sin. Article, Article 2 of original sin. Uh, so Lucas is going to read that, and then we're going to discuss a little bit. Yes, Article 2. Also they, so just by way of reminder, they refers to the churches of the Lutheran Reformation that are writing and presenting this confession. Also, they teach that since the fall of Adam, all men begotten in the natural way are born with sin. That is, without the fear of God, without trust in God, and with concupiscence, and that this disease or vice of origin is truly sin, even now condemning and bringing eternal death upon those not born again through baptism in the Holy Ghost. They condemn the Pelagians and others who deny that original depravity is sin, and who, to obscure the glory of Christ's merit and benefits, argue that man can be justified before God by his own strength and reason. So that's Article 2, short and, I was going to say sweet, but it's a little dark. (laughs) It's talking about sin, so it's not the sweetest of things to talk about, but it is short and to the point, at least. Um, And basically, it's just saying, uh, this is what we, you know, this is what they teach about original sin. Um, And there's a few interesting things. I don't know what really stuck out to you, um... Or if, you know, where we want to start diving into this. But there's a few interesting things in how they talk about it that... Um, I mean, I was struck I was struck yeah. by the word concupiscence. Is that how you said it? How... I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how I said it, let alone <laughs> how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I looked that up earlier, and it, it, Google, anyway, says uh, strong sexual desire or lust, um, which I think is interesting. I mean, a very verbose yeah. word, um, but this confession is describing humans born into original sin um, with strong sexual desire with lust whether it's actually sexual or maybe it's just strong desires and lusts. yeah see theologically i've i've heard it used and seen it used more to be like what i would describe in my own words as like desire towards sin if that makes sense so it's like like, I, I know there were debates, I mean, there probably still are debates, over whether or not concupiscence is sin, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, oh, you know, I have a natural, as, as a human being, begotten in the natural way, as they say, um, I have a natural desire to, uh, you know, to, to get my own way and, and to be selfish. So it's like, selfishness is a sin, Right. You know, I, I put others down to get my own way, to just you know feed my own desires. Um, but is, is the is the natural desire towards selfishness, or the natural maybe we could even say like tendency, 
is that in itself sin? I think is kind of a question that has tr- that has been asked in in the history of theology, um, and that you know the the Augsburg Confession would answer yes. That is part of what it means uh, to be born with original sin, along with along with these other things that they list. Um, but that is definitely an interesting one. I think especially for modern Christians and probably especially, especially for modern Protestants, Um, even though the Augsburg is a Protestant document, but I just think that that's not really something that, at least the term is not something that I have ever really encountered in like contemporary conversation. Definitely not a word you use every day. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. Well, maybe it's helpful to even define original sin. Like maybe it's a, a phrase you've heard before. Maybe you have a vague idea just by the words original and sin. Um, and this isn't necessarily speaking to the very first sin. So like it's it's not like this is the OG original sin in that sense. Um, we, there, I mean, maybe on one level we are talking about the sin of Adam and Eve. Um, but more broadly, we're talking about the fact that that first sin then corrupted all of humanity. And so from the fall of Adam and Eve, that first time that they um, disobeyed the word of God, we as humans are born with a sin nature, Um, whether you want to say depravity or guilt or simply sin nature. When when you are born, your natural inclination is to only desire sin. Even if it's not gross, you know, flamboyant sin we're, we're, we're at least still talking about the that inner proclivity towards selfishness towards self-seeking towards doing what is right in your own eyes to use the words of you know judges um yeah and, but i think throughout church history though just real quick there, there's been like yeah, varying yeah. degrees of what this means um from like you know your your original sin your tainted nature um there's no way to do away with it some have said it's not a big deal um, I know like Luther and, and Calvin talked a lot about it as sort of like a retrieval of, of Augustine during the Reformation and um, really hammering out what it meant to believe in and affirm original sin. So, um. yeah. And what, you know, you know, we're here in the Augsburg, what, what they're telling us original sin is, is that everybody since Adam is born with sin. Um, and, they explain that's you know without the fear of God, without the trust in God, and with concupiscence. So we we don't we're not we're not in right relationship with God. We don't trust in God, and we have this this desire naturally to sin, to you know this this natural inclination toward what is sin. And then what's really important is that this disease they say or vice of origin is truly sin. So it's not just that we are corrupted and that makes life really hard for us. That's true. <laughs> um, but at least for the Augsburg Confession, that's that's not saying enough. Um, this corruption is actually sin, even now condemning and bringing eternal death upon those not born again through baptism in the Holy Ghost. So pri- prior to being converted, you are, as a human being, subject to original sin which is sin and thus merits your death um in the in the eternal sense Mm. that's sort of the the summary i think of of what they're saying here in, in this confession is that this original um disease that we all share 
is is more than just a disease we are the victims of. It is also um, sin that we are responsible for and perpetuate God. continually. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, literally. Just anyone, all men begotten in the natural way. So that is, I'm I'm sure, very carefully worded to literally ex- include all people except Jesus Christ. So right, exactly. Um, <laughs> Which is cool. It's really clear That's that that tricky. we're not. You know, we're not getting away from this, and right. it's it's very strong language, which isn't necessarily comfortable because it's talking about sin. I don't think it should be comfortable, but mm. um, it's it's also very clear. Yeah. Both who they're talking about, I think what they're talking about is made clear, and the consequences are made really clear. Right. Um, yeah. And if you've if you've been a, if you've listened to our podcast any significant amount of time, you know that we back in October had a, a heretic month where we talked about heretics and heresies and. Uh, we covered four different particular heresies, and then on a given Friday, we talked about a heretic associated with that heresy. Um, I don't believe we talked about Pelagius or Pelagianism. Um, so just to, to maybe catch you up, because Pelagianism and um, others who deny original sin comes up here. Um, but at the very basic level, Pelagianism basically holds that original sin did not taint human nature um, and humans basically have free will to achieve human perfection. Um, I think that's the the furthest, um, deepest version of Pelagianism. Um, there are people who would be classified as like semi-Pelagians and um, and stuff like that. But here, the, the the confession is specifically condemning Pelagians, those who would say that like humans aren't tainted by this original guilt, this original sin. Um, they have the the ability to overcome and transcend any sin that is in their life and achieve um, essentially perfection without divine grace. So if you're if you're yeah, you know, I think this is condemned as a heresy, if if not just a heterodox theology. Um, but if you're if you're especially a Calvinist, like Pelagianism probably rubs you the wrong way. Um, if you're somebody who's read Scripture and you know know what Jesus came to do, you're like, well then. Why did he have to come do it if Pelagianism's true? Um, so I, I think it's interesting when when these you know ancient uh, confessions and creeds, um, like when they mention things that are so old. I mean, in the 1500s, like I think 1530, we said last week is when this was written, um, and they're talking about Pelagianism. Uh, I believe that Pelagianism was condemned in around 400, 418, somewhere in there um, at the council of carthage um so we're talking like a thousand plus years have passed since since pelagianism was condemned so it had been a long even it had been around even longer than that um so i think it's fair to say that these things are still alive and well if pelagianism is being mentioned here in the confession and just like we talked about last week where not only are we seeing the the ancient creeds being um reaffirmed and reiterated in what the Augsburg Confession has to say about God, but we also saw Valentinians and Arians uh, being condemned as heretics, and here we have Pelagians. And this is, I think, just another, you know, just like we're probably not going to be pointing this out throughout the entire confession because it would just get overwhelming and and repetitive and like needlessly repetitive. Um, but this is what they're doing. They're, they're not disjointed from the history of the church. And, and we know that because they are not only um, using the language of the ancient church to describe their own beliefs, but they are 
their own beliefs set them in opposition to all of the ancient heresies that were condemned by the church, whether we're talking about Arians or Pelagians or whoever else. And um, it's just really significant to keep in mind um, how important it is to, to recognize that, you know, the Reformation was not a, a, a new thing. <laughs> it, it was not a recreation of the church. It was a retrieval of what is true. And um, we, I think that these, these are the sorts of documents we can look to and really see that like in action, you know. Um, and yeah, you know, just to reiterate, you know, there, there's two sides of what they're condemning here. Um, they, you know, they say Pelagians and others. Um, but what they're condemning is one, just the idea that a man can be justified by his own strength and reason, like he said, like they say, but then also they're condemning the people who deny that this original depravity that they talked about before this, this disease, this corruption that we all share as humans coming from Adam, um, people who deny that that is sin. So what they're, what they're pointing back to is what they said, like this original sin condemns us before God. And so they're saying those who disagree with that, you know, they're not in step with what our churches are teaching. Um, obviously, at least I think it's obvious, um, confessions don't answer all the questions that there are to answer about a given doctrine. You know, um, this is, you know, th these two brief paragraphs are not the only thing that the Lutheran tradition has to teach us <laughs> about original sin. But this is the confessional statement that's being made. And I think that it's, again, just so clear what they're trying to do. Like, it's, it's really not that I read, you know, medieval German, but or Latin, for that matter. But it's, it's really impressive to me how well written it, it, it is in the sense of how clear and precise they're able to be in some really short sentences, um, which is just kind of, it's just kind of cool to, to it's evidence to of a good about. writer. That good good writers can communicate things briefly and succinctly, um, unlike yeah. us who are very verbose and rambly. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, um, well, is there anything I, else you want to add? No, I was just going to say, you know, not not just because it makes us feel smarter to wrap up quicker, but um, in all seriousness, I believe we have we have uh, worked our way through this article, so I think it's a good good time to wrap up. All right. Well, we just want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Doxology Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, please hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Doxology Podcast. Or if you prefer, you can email us at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We always welcome feedback, questions, episode ideas, whatever you want to throw our way. Uh, please remember to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we, we send out important information from time to time. Uh, plus, if you get the email on Tuesday, you get a sneak peek at what's coming on Friday. Uh, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Peace. See you.